Hey, hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Overkill podcast. Yes, you're hearing correct. Yes, your eyes are not deceiving you. We are back. This is basically season two, but it's not really season two. And uh, hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. What about you? Yeah, not too bad. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while. It has been a while. We decided to, well, obviously we said we would be back with the podcast, but we would overwork the format a little. We are now back with it. Uh, it will be a bit different than before. It will be shorter. It will be about a few topics. There will be no video anymore. And sometimes we will have a guest on. And when we have a guest on, then it will be longer. But it will probably be around 30 to 40 minutes, which is a commute. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the idea is we're going to try and do like a weekly show where we just kind of give, brief you like the 30, 40 minute chat around the biggest news stories of the week. Exactly. Starting with yeah. the very first one, which is yours. You you have written about it on Overkill. So what's it? Yeah, it's um, Sony um, reportedly being disappointed with the number of pre-orders for their upcoming PlayStation VR 2 headset, reportedly. Um, yeah, late, late last week, I want to say. I'm not entirely sure now, but... There was a report on Bloomberg uh, stating that they had slashed their pre-order numbers from a projection of around 2 million units down to around 1 million units. And the report just kind of stated that this is what they heard through the kind of supplier grapevine, essentially. Yeah, and finally they came back immediately saying, hey, that's not true. We are still very happy about how many we sold. They never told, I don't think they said how many they sold. I think that will be one of the things that we might know maybe by the end of the fiscal year when they have to tell somebody. Uh, yeah. But but so far, I don't think we have data, but they are still saying... No, we've got no, no idea how many PSVR 2 units have been pre-ordered so far. I mean, they opened up pre-orders for this in, what was it, like November now, I think? Um, and since then... Well, we just haven't a clue. I mean, if there's, if it's a really, really good launch, they might come out and say, oh, we've sold X amount of money, you know, like a week after launch or whatever. But yeah, most likely it'll be in, in the um, the financial earnings. Yeah. But one thing that I found quite interesting is kind of a bit of nuance, really. But like you said, they immediately came out and rebut- rebutted the story from um, Bloomberg. They gave a quote to um, gamesindustry.biz and they said that they have not slashed their production numbers. However, the Bloomberg report didn't say production numbers. It said they reduced their projections. So that's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not an outright denial because it's not the same thing. So it's, it's a you know maybe it's just Sony kind of I don't know they got to say something. So they said something which is technically true. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a legal speak that they have to do to not get into uh, problems with their shareholders. So yeah. it sounds they are like dancing around this thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. really know. Um, I don't really know how ma- I think I'm the only one I know who bought a PSVR 2. Uh, right. Even in following on Twitter, which I don't use anymore, but back when I followed on Twitter, uh, back in November, there were not a lot of people that said, yeah, I, I ordered one, I'm excited. I think I was like basically the only one of uh, the 250 people. Yeah. And it's one of those weird things. I mean, we've, we've talked about it in the podcast in the past in terms of the, the pricing kind of strategy here. Um, and, you know, yes, it's not expensive for the tech you're getting, but it's an expensive proposition if you have the PlayStation 5 already and you need it as a required thing, blah, 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 blah. We know the story. Um, I think the harsh reality is it's a really tough kind of economic kind of consumer environment right now with like inflation and all this sort of stuff. People haven't got spare cash lying around. So maybe that's just the story here. I don't know. It also doesn't help that VR is very, very niche. You wrote an article about that that we will put the links in the show notes that mm. 2023 is not 
the v year of VR. Uh, it kind of feels like we will hear that every year, yeah? like we hear every year it will be the year of Linux on the desktop. Yeah, uh, come back in 10 years. That's come back in 10. Well, I, that's yeah. the thing. I don't believe in 10 years we will talking, we'll be talking about VR anymore. I think in 10 years, maybe 15, we will talk about AR and that will be mm. the big thing. That will probably be the thing that is... Um, part of everybody's life, like a right. smartphone. And VR will stay these, this niche thing for a niche group, even like in the niche that is gaming, there's a niche group of people that are into VR and then probably like mm. different jobs, like probably some research where it completely makes sense. And I think that um, for Sony, PSVR 2 is probably just like a hobby, like the PSV right. that was a hobby, just hoping that it will well, not... Die the same way. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes kind of brings me back to my, my my original thought was that you know, yes, this this article here about slashing their numbers. Let's just say for the case of this argument that it's true and they have and it's not performing as well. Um, now, do you think that is because of like the kind of economic times people face in, or do you just think they haven't done enough to make like this an exciting prospect? Because like a lot of the launch games are available on the meta. There's not a lot of, a lot of exclusives here. Um, the library is you know there's plenty of games. There's plenty of games but in terms of exclusive experiences they haven't really done enough i think to sell it um and they you know where's the hype i don't know what do you think yeah the thing is there are like a lot of games that come out uh there are a lot, the, the, the list is long uh, we made an article about that how many games there are. i think it was about yeah. over 100 it was over it was, it was over 70 but it's probably closer to 100 now yeah so it was a lot of games but again these are all games that were basically that existed in some form, shape or another. Uh, and they just said, okay, we will also release on PSVR too. So, I mean, mm. there are the the only real exclusive right now, I, I think, I think it's the Horizon game. Yeah, Call uh, of the Mine, yeah. And maybe like the update to Gran Turismo, which is yeah, of course. cheating yeah. because uh, it's an update. But yeah, um, yeah I feel like um, what also doesn't help is the fact that you can only currently buy it through... PlayStation, so through Sony's yeah. website. So yeah. it's probably a thing the Steam Deck suffers suffers in yeah. air quotes. I'm doing air no, quotes. That's fair. So uh, the Steam Deck might suffer from an old, every other handheld, uh, X, X86 handheld, is that they are not in stores. And this is yep. still a thing that people do. People still go into a store, and uh, especially for Christmas season, and then yeah. they just buy them in the store. And this is not... And, and it's not... Yeah, and it's not even just that. It's, it's you know, it might just be, oh, I just want to go on Amazon and buy it because I've got an account there and I can just go do it in two clicks. I haven't got an account on Sony or PlayStation or wherever it is and I just can't be bothered with the friction. You know, people are lazy. Um, I imagine that is definitely a part of it. Yeah, and then it's just pre-order. You pre-ordered in November to get it like in end of February, um, mm. February 22nd, I think. And Yeah, I think I, I tooted about this on Mastodon, um, how... Um, <laughs> Like, you know, because you can only get it via Sony, none of these retailers have any incentive to push it because they can't sell it. So there's no kind of in-store or like email marketing going on from all these big brand retailers. So um, this whole thing with Bloomberg, who knows if it's true, but I, I, could, I could believe it. I, I can believe it too. I can believe that, is, uh, that this is true. I do not know how it will change. Uh, one of the big things that I am particularly interested in, well, besides owning it and playing some games on it, is... Sure. Uh, would it run on PC 
Uh, so mm. will that open up a thing that is not possible? Because it looks like it's very good tech. So will it yeah, work sure. on PC, which would basically just mean that I don't have to get a HTC Vive or something like that or whatever, an index, a uh, Valve index. So that will be a thing that's down the line might push some people more, especially mm. VR enthusiast people that are really into this and they already own, I don't know, a Quest or the, the, the index. And they might be interested in it when they know, okay, this will work on PC so I can use this on my existing games. I'm also hoping that it will that it will get on uh, PlayStation uh, Half Life Alex because I haven't pl- still mm. haven't yet played that so I'm looking forward to that but yeah it's um, it's basically and that's a bit different but it's basically what the PlayStation Five itself suffered at the beginning where you couldn't just get it and now yeah. all of a sudden they come around the corner and say hey we uh, sold 32 million of them yeah. which I was super surprised to hear because when I tried to get one, I couldn't find one. Apparently, right. they sold seven millions just in the last quarter for the holiday season. Right, okay. And I was like, where, where, where are these PS5s coming from? Because when I looked one and when I got one in October, I had yeah. to wait months. Right. So um, I'm kind of hoping, not hoping, but I'm kind of wondering if now that people can get more readily uh, PlayStation 5, that down mm-hmm. the line, they will also start selling because you yeah. two more. Well, yeah, I guess it makes sense. They, they they need to have the inventory in place for the PS5 for the PSVR2 to to hit. And if they didn't have the PSVR in stock, then this thing has no chance at all. So yeah, it makes sense. Need a state of play though, Sony. Get get the hype train going. Oh yeah, state of play. I think the last one is like over 500 days ago now. I saw something really? like that <laughs> a few weeks ago on Twitter. So now it's even more. So right. yeah, uh, I mean that they are on the hype train right now they have the franchises that are currently going big uh, with the last of us tv show that i haven't still watched mm. yet because my tv is still broken it's good, uh, no, good. Uh, i haven't still watched it so uh, the thing is i was playing uh, the last of us part two right uh and then my pc uh, my tv broke and i am waiting for the technician to come and fix it but that's like a month ago that i asked them to come so uh, i haven't still watched it but yeah there's a lot of hype they could just do something and just say, hey, uh, we have this fantastic show. By the way, uh, here are more games. So yeah. it's a perfect time. But, well, who knows what Sony is currently thinking. Um, well, we see. Now, but we, since we are on the topic of things not being readily available, this is something more that is dear to my heart. I don't know how you are, uh, where you are positioning on this, but the Mio Mini. The Mio Mini is a little handheld, looks like a Game Boy with a few more buttons. It's a little handheld uh, retro Handheld, yeah. A retro handheld. Uh, to be real with you, I, I, I don't even think I knew this thing existed until you told me you got one for Christmas. Yeah, so the Mio Mini is a little <laughs> retro handheld. Uh, we will put a link down below uh, in the show notes to show you what it is. And it is, if you've watched YouTube last year or at the beginning of this year and you were looking at what are the best handhelds of 2022, there will always be two handhelds at the top. One is the Steam Deck obviously. And the other one is the Mio Mini. And the Mio Mini, what is very interesting about it, it's basically a pocket emulator. It fits into your pocket. It's about as big, I mean, like size-wise, as big as a credit card. It's obviously thicker. I think it's a bit thicker than an iPhone, uh, or at least thicker than my iPhone. And it plays everything that is from from the previous generation that has not joysticks so it plays snes nes all the different game boys up to advance it plays uh, different uh, sega consoles like genesis aka mega drive it plays a lot of arcade machines and it is a it mostly go when it was sold it 
was around 75 bucks. Uh, you could only okay, get it, right. well, you could also get them sculpted as usual, but the official way is only to AliExpress and the way they released them is a bit weird because basically they just said, okay, here are 100 more, get them as right. long as you can and you can only get them in the colors they were available on. But so they're just kind of batching it, right? Exactly. Okay. And this is, is probably done now because Mio, I think that's the name of the company, but Mio can't get any more screens for this thing. And right. so since I got this like in December, I was probably one of the last batches that they've released yeah. till then, or maybe the last one. So this is now a collector's edition. And I am very sad about this because this is something that I was, when I got this, yeah. And started playing on it. I'm currently playing like a ROM hag of Pokemon. Uh, when I started playing with it, I'm like, okay, this is a thing. I can just tell people, friends of mine, for 75 bucks, you get this thing. As if you want this, if you want to play old games and have like a lot of people that want to play old SNES games and don't know how, just like get this. It fits in your pocket. It's super tiny. It's super powerful for what it does. Mm. And well, it technically also comes with a... SD card with a lot of games. I don't know how legal that is, mm. but there are like a few <laughs> thousand games on that thing. So Doesn't technically, sound really legal. no, not really. Yeah. But technically, you get everything you want. Uh, I trashed that SD card because it was like a no-name SD card, and they usually right. die very, very early. But yeah, it sounds like you can't get an, a Mio Mini anymore. And uh, yeah, again, last year the Mio Mini, so it has the V2. Uh, the V2 was one of the two best handhelds for a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of bloggers right. and everything. So uh, we'll we'll see. Um, there are some alternatives. There is like the Mio Mini Plus, which is just basically the same thing, but a bit bigger. It's more... I'm guessing with a screen that's actually available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's more in the realm of the original Game Boy Pocket or maybe Game Boy Color in terms right. of size. I think there's also one by Embernic, okay. which is like another company, but they're all bigger. Mm -hmm. They're all bigger. They are not these credit card um, uh, shape-sized uh, things. So basically, if you, I don't know, if you are in the Apple realm, if you have a MagSafe wallet, it's basically the same footprint, just thicker. Yeah. So okay. uh, it's it's a great device. I'll have it always with me. I have it more often with me than I have my Steam work with me. So basically, wherever I go, I just put it into my jacket, into the pocket of my jacket, oh. especially now in winter. And I'm just like, okay, I have like five minutes, just like play some Pokemon Rom hack or something like that. Yeah, so, um, I'll be busting out the Tetris, yeah. <laughs> exactly, Tetris. That, is, that, that also does work. There are like several Tetrises. Uh, you can play on this on the different consoles. So uh, yeah, this is sad times. Uh, and I feel, and I f not feel, fear that um, the whole repercussion of the COVID era where people couldn't get stuff will come to these smaller companies now. Like PlayStation, obviously, just told about it. They, oh, like long, the long tail of it, right? The long tail will now reach these people. Uh, and I wonder what, will that, what impact that will have. We've seen uh, some delays in AR Neo, Neo handhelds. And uh, yeah, so I wonder what the long tail of that will be. Yeah. But talking about Nintendo uh, handheld devices, you, f that is the segue, holy shit. Uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you got finally a Steam Deck and you I are did. our resident Nintendo Switch guy. You write Switch mm -hmm. Weekly, your newsletter, a few thousand subscribers, 8,000, 9,000, I don't remember, maybe even more. Sure, eight, let's go with that. Yeah, 8,000 <laughs> subscribers. How is link in it the now? description. Links yeah. in the description. Get we get a few more. Uh, <laughs> how is it now that you own a Steam Deck? You've always just listened to me talk about it. Now it's your turn. 
Yes. Um, so I don't know, when did I get it? Like a month ago, I guess. Something like that. And um, it's kind of surprising because obviously the Switch has been like my main console for the last five years, which, you know, if you listen to this and you're like proper into like high-end PCs or like PS5 and Xbox cutting edge stuff, you must be like, this poor person's playing with the Switch as their main console for the past five years. But, you know, it's it's kind of worked kind of with the time of my life. You know, I've just had a kid like three years ago, so having a portable that I can play anywhere and not be tied to something was really convenient. Um, so the Switch kind of definitely worked with my lifestyle and there was plenty of fun games on it. So, I have, you know, I love the Switch. Um, Steam Deck is just kind of been really interesting just to see what you can do with that form factor now, like five years on. And it's like, wow, this thing is actually powerful and can run actual AAA games, you know, <laughs> um, not getting left behind. So yeah, it's been a bit of an eye-opener to kind of what things might be like kind of going forward. But yeah, it's um, it's fun. I'm gonna, I need to kind of dig into more kind of what I can do with it in terms of like the whole kind of emulation stuff. But uh, once I kind of get into that, I think it's going to be opening like a whole kind of worms for like retro stuff, so... Yeah. Also, you already skinned your uh, Steam Deck to look like a Switch, which is yeah. Uh, you bring well, it yeah. Back. I mean, the the folks at Dbrand had this like Switch Deck um, skin thing, and they sent one over, and we checked it out. And yeah, I was always kind of like envious of not picking the neon colored Joy Cons for my Switch. So now my Steam Deck looks like a Switch. <laughs> yeah, I also just have the black uh, Joy Cons and like three different pairs. Um, but you've been playing someone you've been playing someone uh some steam deck so since first of all another question since getting that steam deck yeah how much gaming in general have you done more or less and how much on the switch have you played i've barely touched my switch if i'm ah. being honest <laughs> um i'm being real with you i mean i've probably used it more to check the eShop for upcoming releases so i can write my newsletter more than i do actually play on it which is not great. Um, <laughs> but no, in terms of playing on the Steam Deck, um, and I mean, I know this isn't pushing it to its limits by any chance, but I played a lot of Vampire Survivors just because, I mean, I was fresh to that at the time <laughs> when I got it, so that was sweet. And recently, really recently, I've been playing Hi-Fi Rush, and that game is sweet. Oh yeah, first of all, uh, I forgot that you didn't play uh, Vampire Survivors. Uh, you played like very, very late when yeah. well, the hype is still there, but you played very, very late. So yeah, yeah. surprised about that. Hi-Fi Rush, that is like the one game, uh, for those people that don't know it, that was uh, last last week? the week, uh, uh, Like two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, like two weeks ago, there was a Nintendo, an, an Xbox, Microsoft developer conference thingy where basically just a bunch of a, Xbox... An Xbox Direct, basically. Yeah, yeah. An Xbox Direct, but of first-party studios where they just were showing stuff. And then all of a sudden, you have this game coming around. Nobody yeah. knew about it. I think there were some leaks. I think there were like some... Something was being... For the most part, it was pretty much under wraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just think someone somehow leaked that... Uh, Tango Gameworks has something new. Uh, I don't mm. think anybody really uh, expected it to come out that same day. Nobody expected it to be something completely different to what they usually do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I wrote a newsletter, by the way, I will link it down below, about uh, surprise drops and how mm. that is a bit refreshing for the whole uh, industry when all of a sudden you don't have like months of months of even years of uh, hype cycles and hype yeah. periods like usually what is it three you show a game that comes out next year and you start hyping yeah. this year so uh, this was very refreshing but how is the game actually what is it about what how did you like it yeah it's it's i really like it it's super fun um just because it's like 
I don't know, just the, the style of it, I think. It just kind of, it's got like a really vibrant look to it. Um, gorgeous use of color throughout, you know. Um, the animation is super fluid and it just it just looks great. In terms of actually what it is, it's it's, a, it's an action, like adventure game, but with like a rhythm element at its core. Um, in fact, like the main character has like um, an iPod in his chest, kind of like Iron Man. Um, which the fact it's like an iPod thing kind of leans into the whole kind of early 2000s vibe, you know? Um, but it's really cheesy in places as well. And because he's got this iPod in his chest, so you, ha- you have to like play the game to the rhythm of whatever music's playing um, to kind of beat up the enemies and whatnot. But yeah, it's just really, really cool. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's kind of cheesy with like the dialogue and stuff, but because it kind of leans into that kind of early noughties vibe of being a bit kind of tongue in cheek, it, it's all the better for it because it doesn't like shy away from what it wants to be, you know? Um, and personally, like I don't really vibe with the whole kind of rhythm side of things just cause I'm not very good at it, but thankfully you can kind of still completely play it. Like even if you don't like nail the beat each time, it's still fine. You'll get through it. You can just knock the difficulty down a bit and still have a blast with it, you know? Um, so yeah, really, really enjoying it. I mean, I'm not, finished it i'm probably about four hours in and i think it takes about 11 hours all in to complete so uh just under halfway done with it i think but yeah there's some really really cool set pieces it's filled with kind of like neat little nods and like winks to kind of pop culture stuff and like i was reading earlier um i think it was an interview with games hub I'll put a link in the description for this as well. Uh, there was an interview with like the director and he actually said it was like a conscious decision for them to, for the game to kind of be like reminiscent and evoke the kind of early 2000s Xbox GameCube Dreamcast vibes, which is really nice because, um, yeah, John Johannes, I think his name is, even though even named like Jet Set Radio, Akami, and one of my kind of all-time favorites, uh, Beautiful Joe, as like sources of inspiration for this, noting how like all of those games experimented like visually you know and they're all kind of super memorable because of it and they're kind of like trying to lean on that a bit and like you say it's completely different from what they're normally doing you know, this studio is known for their horror stuff and they're going for this completely kind of visually pretty stuff with this and it's just fun i mean even in the interview he says it's like oh yeah, we're trying to evoke this feeling of like a time when games are just fun and this game isn't padded out with like loads of like fetch questy kind of mission stuff so i don't know it seems pretty linear but uh it's just a good vibe throughout i'm enjoying it because it's just fun and you've been streaming it right you've been streaming it to game pro streaming or have you uh, have you been downloading it to your xbox uh no i downloaded it it's on i'm playing it on the steam deck you downloaded on steam deck okay so you bought it through uh through yeah through steam. Steam. yeah yeah because yeah. but if yeah you started you tested it once that's the thing i think mm. yeah yeah so, it does uh, run on it does run on game pass Exactly. So if you haven't if you haven't got it yet, it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, which you should and have, you can play it on Steam Deck. You via can play Game it Pass, on Steam Deck so, yeah. via Game Pass, or just download yeah. it via Steam. And how does it run on Steam Deck? It's like the number one question. It runs really good. Yeah, um, I was like pleasantly surprised. It's like locked in at sixty throughout, and barely skips a beat, which is I don't know, no pun intended, but um, That's you kind of want was that. Intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you want it to be. You know, if it, if it's a rhythm game, you need it to be solid, and it is thankfully. But yeah, really, really vibrant, really fun. So we'll probably fry the, the, the Switch if it were running on the Switch, probably at like a probably, yeah. non-constant 30 um, <laughs> FPS. So uh, yeah, I, I haven't touched it yet. I haven't been playing a lot lately. Um, hmm. Just a lot of busy stuff. But um, also since the, the TV broke, so I'm not finishing Last of Us Part 2 and I'm not even watching yeah. the TV show. I'm still 
angry, if you haven't realized. Uh, but talking about video games, what is this week's video game for you? What are you currently playing? Are you playing uh, anything? Yeah, I'm just carry on with Hi-Fi Rush, yeah. I need to get to the end of that and I want to play more of it. So there's that. And I started playing this game called Horus on the Nintendo Switch, which I bought like years ago. And it's like a British developer game. Uh, like a, I, I, I've hardly touched it. So I'm going to be playing more of that. Yeah, the thing about uh, the Steam Deck that you don't really have because you are not that type of player, but the Steam Deck is like the best thing that happened to the Steam backlog. But your right. Steam backlog is tiny, so yeah. uh, you don't have that 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 thing that we all have. Where like, oh, I can play one of these nine thousand games. Which yeah. one should I pick? You're basically just yeah. like, I have three games. <laughs> yeah, I think my Steam library is like maybe like twenty games max. You know, right, that's uh, I have yeah. like nine hundred or something like that, which is still not a lot compared to other people. I know other people that have in the thousands. I don't know what. Wow. I just think they collect them like Pokemon cards. <laughs> but, but yeah, you don't really know this. So um, I'm new to this world. And that's kind of part of the kind of interest with the whole kind of Steam thing. Like, because I'm not a PC gamer at all, I don't do that whole kind of tinkering thing. So in terms of what I expected from the experience and what I got, it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, you basically just want to buy a game, download it and play it, right? You don't want to really yeah. mess too much with it. Unlike Pretty much. us PC gamers that... Uh, are more used to have to dial in some stuff. Though there are some things, uh, I'm currently writing an article about that. There are some things uh, that I expect or hope uh, the Steam Deck in year two to get, though that is more for the podcast that comes out when the, year, when the anniversary is. But mm. at least something where you can just click one button and say, okay, optimize this game for this GPU. Uh, right. and then you can maybe I don't know have like a slider where you say I want more performance I want more battery life this right, is something yeah, yeah. that exists on, on PCs with yeah uh, you're seeing it increasingly more as well in like console games as well aren't you yeah true on, uh, now, that's, that's actually a good point on uh, PS5 you have mm. basically a mode though there's less of a battery limit it's basically just mm. do you want uh, uh, better graphics so it runs around 30 fps on 4k mm. or do you want more of a performance mode where it uses a virtual refresh uh, not virtual refresh vrr what's the v uh, i don't can't remember um refresh rate basically to say okay now it will drop down to a lower frame rate or the graphics the the, the ref- resolution will go down a little but at least to have like this constant uh Variable refresh rate, that's the V, uh, to have this constant, uh, I don't know, 60, 120 frames per second. So, uh, yeah, uh, just to f- to say my game this, well, this week would probably be Hogwarts Legacy because it's this mm. thing that I want to see how does it run on Steam Deck. I mean, it's yeah. delayed on Switch. So the question is, is it either too heavy for the Switch or is it just that people start not caring about the switch anymore because it's too heavy so they have to do more work for it the switch is at that weird point in its life now where it's going to get left behind so here it is yeah i think it's at its limit i think by now we talked about that when we talked about uh the fox but i think it's it's at its limit i don't know how much they can uh tickle the processors and uh, (laughs) the the chips to get more performance out of it so to be seen if this year we will see something new or not I don't know what's no. your expectation on this I don't think we'll see any new hardware from Nintendo this year no it'll be next year okay then I'll be con- then I'll be really intrigued to see how uh, Tears of the Kingdom will run yeah this thing but I'd say that's it for this episode, a very short one uh, this will mm-hmm. be our new length I hope you liked it and if you did give us a like 
or a thumbs up or a review. I don't know what they are called on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts because we are basically yeah. on everything except on YouTube now. So uh, everything where you listen, not watch podcasts. So thank you very much for listening and see mm -hmm. you next week. Same time. We're just same Tuesdays. time, same place. Same time, yeah. same place. Bye-bye. Ciao.